You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. This production is inspired by the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. And of course, the purpose of this podcast is to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration in the area of living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle. Even if you've never watched a single episode of the TV show itself. In fact, it should still it should still be interesting. We hope anyway. In this episode, we're going to cover season eight, episode number oh, what is it? I think it's the fourth episode. Episode number four of the United States version of the show. We will summarize the lessons that we've learned from the episode this week. We're going to share a tip of the week. We're also going to share some feedback from the community of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. And we're also going to wrap up with a challenge of the week. To start things off, however, let's begin with a brief recap of this week's episode. So before we um, we go into the details of the show, uh, what was your general impression? Um, I, I thought it was a little bit more mellow, I would say, than last week. Of course, it was all this drama last week with, uh, you know, Crazy Tracy. <laughs> but uh, And this seemed to be a little bit more educational. It did seem a little bit more educational, which I'm very thankful for that. I, I like that aspect of the show. I posted on our Biggest Loser fan podcast fan page on Facebook. Say that five times real fast. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I posted on there that, you know, this week it seemed a little bit slower to me. It it didn't grab me like previous ones did. However, uh, I I got some immediate feedback and some response from that statement and said, you know, uh, for me, this week was the most exciting because it was all about dining out. And that's a place where I really struggle. I think so. It worked for me as well. I, I, there was definitely less emphasis on the gameplay. Even the challenge was kind of the second challenge. You know, the big challenge was, yeah, mm, whatever. But, uh, but I really like the first part of the show because it's a situation that we've all been in, and to actually see them go through, you know, that that challenge of being in a restaurant and trying to get control over what you eat, even if you are in a situation where normally you'd think that you're not in control. I thought that was extremely. Uh, educational, and, and I was glad that they sh- that they took so much time to to show what choices you can make and what to avoid. Exactly, and of course, this is something that you and I will be sharing as we go along. Some of the challenges that they had, some of the decisions that they made, and uh, hopefully, we'll bring in some of our insights of things that we've learned. I know that you recently not only have you been do you have to deal with occasionally eating out, Father Roder, you're quite the world traveler. <laughs> yeah. I've been traveling a lot this year and <clears throat> both to the United States and recently to Australia and New Zealand. And I'm, I'm always in these situations where people take me to restaurants and, um, it, and it's just, there is just so much delicious food on the menu. And especially in the United States, I'm always struck by how beautiful these menus look. I mean, they, they show you the pictures of these huge plates of food and you, you could just eat it from the page. That's how realistic it looks and how, how yummy. And it's so hard to, um, to still use your brain and think, well, am I really going to eat all that? Is that really healthy? And yet that is the big challenge. And same was true in Australia where you don't want to offend people that take you out for dinner. And at the same time, you got to be smart because every piece of, you know, I had crocodile. <laughs> I've never eaten crocodile. I was like, I want to try it out. But at the same time, I was like, mm, I might not want to overeat. I, I could have also chosen fish, but we've got fish in Holland and I, we don't have crocodile on the menu in Holland. So I wanted to try it out, but I knew that I would have to pay the price the next morning by running a few miles to just to get rid of those calories. You know, I noticed that uh, there's a lot of applications for the iPhone. Of course, you can go on Google and find calories for just about anything. But I don't know that I've ever actually seen a crocodile on any of the calorie counting menus out there. Neither have I. And, and, and you know, the crocodile is probably not the problem, but all the side stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I heard that you also ate at the restaurant that served the world's largest, largest Venus schnitzel. 
Yes, that was uh, during my vacation. In uh, I went to the Czech Republic, and then uh, while we were not, since we were not far from Austria, we also visited uh, Vienna, the capital of Austria, and we went to get this huge Wiener Schnitzel, and I've never seen such a huge piece of meat. It was just this huge plate, and it was all meat. Uh, <laughs> it was not a very good day for trying to lose weight. <laughs> Well, let's talk about some of the the things that w- happened in this episode, kind of recap things a little bit for those who don't watch the show and, and kind of want to get an idea of, of, of what the experience was us, for was for us to watch this. Yes. Well, of course, there was a little bit of extra drama with Tracy again. Um, Tracy was the person who um, uh, tried to manipulate the game uh, in, in a very intense way last week. And now she heard from the doctor that she won't be able to work out this week. And so she had to sit in a chair and just watch the other other contestants work out. And, and of course, she turned that into a huge drama. Whereas my thought was immediately, well, you can still lose a lot of weight. Just watch what you eat. But that proved to be a little bit more difficult than they originally thought at the beginning of the week. Absolutely. And, and one thing I just want to say about Tracy and, and that whole thing, because they kind of let us know right out of the gate that she was not going to be all able to work out this week, is that she seems to have that personality that is an, she's an overachiever when it comes to trying to do this. And, and I want to say that um, I, th- I think it's I think there's a there's a degree in which we must become passionate and we must become willing to overcome all obstacles, all hurdles and go full bore ahead. But at the same time, uh, you can't just expect this stuff to happen overnight. So we saw her in the very first episode uh, try to do that one mile run and she she was determined she was going to be the first one across the line when she yeah. there was no business for her to be the first one across the line. Well, she ran herself straight to the hospital. That was a, that was pretty dramatic. And that's and then of course, you know, during the week where she wasn't allowed to have a trainer, she says, "Well, I'll show them." And of course, we didn't see this, but I can imagine because of the amount of weight that we saw that she lost last week, that she must have had that mindset. Well, I'll show them. I am going to lose more weight than anybody else. Mhm. And instead of focusing just on myself and what is a healthy pace here? Well, you wonder what her real motivation is. Is is she driven by this desire to win the game and to show off and to beat the other contestants, or is it is she really concerned about her health? And if so, why doesn't she listen to her to her trainers? That's exactly it. So this week we've already mentioned it uh, and alluded to it, but they had chains on the refrigerator, and 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 really the overall challenge of the week was trying to make healthy choices when you have very little control over your eating environment. Yes, they were forced to order every meal um, uh, by, by phone. And so that's food prepared by, you know, delivery companies or, or restaurants in the neighborhood. And, uh, and that was a big challenge. Can you still, um, can, can you learn from that experience to order in a smart way and to and to make choices that will still enable you to eat uh, in, in within your calorie range uh, even even though you're not in control of your own kitchen now before we see which choices they make when they have to order uh, you know the, the, the food um, there is a first challenge which has to do and it's a very simple challenge uh, they are presented with three meals. All three are prepared. Uh, have chicken in it. Uh, there, uh, the chicken is prepared in a slightly different way. There's some different side dishes and drinks, and they have to make the decision which of these three plates is the healthiest one. And um, my first question is: Well, hmm, are we talking about the lowest amount of calories, or are we talking about health in terms of you know vitamins, fibers, calcium? And uh, and I think that was a little bit ambiguous in this challenge. I think that they wanted the contestants to choose the plate with the least calories, which makes sense within the context of The Biggest Loser. However, health-wise, I had a few comments on that because uh, the winning plate uh, um, had iced tea and spinach. 
uh, spinach as a side dish. And uh, both are pretty unhealthy if you suffer from kidney stones, like I used to uh, a couple of years ago. And my doctor told me never to drink iced tea, never to eat spinach, because those tend to... Um, uh, accelerate the uh, buildup of kidney stones. So there, there is a little bit of I, I could I could challenge them a little bit about the overall health, but uh, when you look at calories, then definitely uh, plate A, which was prepared uh, with chicken without the skin, uh, that was the big difference with the other two plates. Definitely had the lowest amounts uh, amount of calories. And also, did, did you did you guess it? I I did guess the uh, letter A correctly, and I want to say thank you real quickly for for bringing out the point that you know healthiest meal does not always mean the lowest calories. Um, and, and, and of course this reminds me of something that, that I used to do. I used to be a junk food dieter back. I started counting calories about a year and a half, two years ago so that I would quote unquote, just lose weight before I really concerned myself with the desire to get healthy. But instead of just, I was just interested in losing weight. And let me just say, I believe it is absolutely possible for me to lose two pounds every single week on a diet of sugary, uh, and really bad uh, cereal in the morning. I could eat a cheeseburger and French fries for lunch, and um, a steak with mashed potatoes and gravy for dinner every single day for a week. And as long as I control my portions and count every single calorie and limit myself to the number of net calories to still lose two pounds a week, I will still lose two pounds a week. I can guarantee that. I know it's possible, but it is not healthy. And this is something that, uh, that our American audience will remember. There's this guy um, who uh, who is advertised a lot by Subway. Subway is a sandwich uh, uh, chain. Um, and uh, he lived on a diet of Subway sandwiches and lost I don't know how many hundred pounds. And he's still used in their advertisements to show that uh, eating at Subway is very um uh, very healthy. However, if you look, if you take a look, if you go online and take a look at the the amount of calories that is in a, a, a normal run of the mill Subway sandwich, usually that is way more than you would than, than you would eat if you would prepare your own your own food. And so it's it's the same thing. Uh, sure, if you eat one Subway sandwich every day, then you're gonna lose weight because it's just a matter of calories in, calories out, as we said last week. That's exactly right. And so what is interesting, however, in this meal is that the entire dinner that they chose as, as the healthiest meal out of all the options there was that it was only 445 calories. Do you have any response to that? What was your reaction to the fact that a, a complete dinner is 445 calories? Well, I thought looking at the size of the plate, because it's not just what's on the plate but it's also how big is the plate and these were pretty small plates and that that by the way could be a tip uh if you want to reduce your calorie intake start with your plate and don't take the bigger one because you you tend to load stuff on the entire plate and if you take a smaller one then it still looks like you've got you've eaten a full plate and yet you're kind of tricking yourself because you're eating much less that's right. And of course, the other thing that we can learn about this, oh, by the way, my, my thoughts on the calories thing is that um, I used to think, how in the world can I get full eating 445 calories? But when you eat the right foods, you're getting the right amount of proteins. I've learned that that protein, when I eat foods with protein in it, it actually causes me to feel fuller and, and, and stay fuller longer. Absolutely. I mean, beans, for instance, my gosh, that really fills you up. You won't be hungry for, for ages. That's right. Beans are, beans are, cal are calorie dense. They have a high calorie density, meaning that there's plenty of calories in beans, but it doesn't take very much to actually fill you up. And they're very healthy as well. Sometimes what I also do is um, every once in a while I'm in, in a I'm in a hurry. I have to go to a meeting and I just don't have time to to prepare a sandwich. Usually I I eat the you know the whole wheat sandwich and stuff, but I don't have time. And so what I what I've learned as a trick is I can take yogurt or um, like uh, Greek yogurt or whatever. And there's just and, and that's only only protein. There might be a tiny little bit of fat, but it's it's uh, it's almost nothing. And I just eat. A bit of yogurt, which I can eat pretty quickly, and and I noticed that I can easily uh, live on that for another three hours before I get hungry. So it's 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 very powerful to to eat protein. 
Absolutely. And of course, there was a little bit of a product placement there. I, I noticed that the extra gum, they, they flashed it on the screen two or three different times. But, <laughs> but be, we won't go into that. But let's go into uh, the eating out at the Mexican restaurant. Yes, that was quite challenging. Again, I, I, I totally recognize the situation because I've been uh, to Texas this year and that's all Tex-Mex, there's a, a huge Mexican influence on the kitchen there. And uh, I'm, I've eaten so often in, in restaurants where after after dinner, I was like, oh, I've eaten like three times the amount of calories that I should have. Because it's, you know, you're just not used to the menu. And so you pick the wrong stuff. And I, th- I found it extremely helpful to see, you know, what to avoid and what not. And to get to see these contestants making choices and then having uh, Jillian and Bob sitting there correcting them and telling them, wait a second, wait, hold on. Uh, try First ask for it to get the uh, sauce or the dressing on the side. Never let them mix it with your food. Um, the first thing that happened, uh, and, and that's almost in every restaurant, wherever you go in the, wor- in the world, the first thing they put on the table is, you know, chips or bread. Yes. And they were immediately like, no, 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 no. Take it away. It wasn't even like, don't touch it. Because, of course, bread and chips, that's loaded with calories. Even if it's like whole wheat bread, like you would get in, in Italy uh, or in, in, uh, in France, um, it's still you know, going to give you such a huge amount of calories right from the start, even though it's not even tasty. I mean, it's just a piece of bread. Um, and, and, but instead of telling the contestants not to touch it, they were like, take it away. Just get rid of the temptation because if it's, if it's standing there in front of you and, and it takes a while for the first, uh, course to arrive, you make it very hard on yourself and you might just start to snack on those chips because you're hungry. Uh, And I will tell you, before I started living a healthy lifestyle, before I really started counting calories, I used to love going to, actually, I still love going to Mexican restaurants, by the way. Uh, even oh, yeah. now, even now. But before, when I used to go, I would eat more in chips and salsa before than I eat in an entire meal at a Mexican restaurant today. As far wow. as calorie intake, I would eat yeah. a whole. I mean, the the salt on those chips is really yummy, and then of course you're scooping it up and and getting all the wonderful, uh, uh, you know, salsa, sauce, yeah, and all that and, stuff, and, and cheese. But yeah, the bread and the bread and this, oh man, they usually bring out the bread and it's piping hot and it's uh, steaming and the smell is just oh the aroma is just amazing and how mm-hmm. can you not have that bread? But I, you have to learn, you have to be disciplined. It's like you've got to understand. You know why don't I save a, a half a slice of this bread to ha- go with my meal? Right. Or, or just just skip it completely because there's usually, especially in Mexican restaurants there, you know, you've got these wraps or there might be rice and all that is very starchy mm-hmm. and it will give you loads of calories. But it also what it does, it, it, it just holds water. And so it might also, you know, it, it just makes you way more. It's, it's, I will in, in our tip section or, or uh, lessons learned, I, I might want to summarize some of these strategies that you can use in a restaurant. Absolutely. But, uh, Getting rid of the rice and the bread is definitely a very important way to uh, to save yourself many hundreds of calories. Yes, and I I'd, I also want to get to that point so we can share those strategies as well because it just so happens that the first place, the first restaurant I ever ate at ever s- since May 1st um, and this real getting serious about changing my lifestyle, the first place I ever went out was a Mexican restaurant and I'd love to share that experience. But next, uh, let's talk about uh, the last chance workout. You had some thoughts on that. Yeah. Just before we go to that, uh, I liked Jillian's tips this week. Uh, she had two that I remember. Um, she had a, a great tip about uh, cauliflower, um, which I used to hate as a child because my mom would just cook it. And I was like, yeah, there's, I, I didn't like the smell. I didn't, didn't like the, the taste. But Jillian said, why don't you just puree it? Put it in a, in a blender? And, 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 and it looks like mashed potatoes, but it's much lighter and it's very tasty. Or, and that's something I learned from, um, uh, what's his name, uh, um, Gordon Ramsay, the, the uh, UK, the Scottish cook, um, make cauliflower soup. 
I mm. love that. And it's so good. I mean, cauliflower is a superfood. It's uh, it's super healthy. But I like that tip. And, and another thing that she mentioned in the restaurant was like, watch out for sugar. Don't be afraid to eat fruit, even though there's sugar in fruit. Um, but it's very your your body will treat it in a very different way than if you take normal sugar. So beware of of regular sugar and sugar that might be part of your dressing or the barbecue sauce, etc. But don't don't be too much afraid of sugar in fruit. Yeah, it, it's the processed sugar that we need to be concerned about. So the the challenge. Oh yes, uh, the immunity. Uh, the prize was immunity, and all you had to do was hold on. Yeah, hold on to a pole, and they were suspended uh, above uh, a swimming pool, and uh, f- they were lying on on uh, a piece of wood, and it would just, you know, the incline would become bigger and bigger, and uh, and at one point they would just be hanging there, and and had to try to hold on, and of course everybody dropped off except for um, Danny. Yeah, of course, and and he's been strengthening up ever since last season, obviously. Yes, he definitely has a lot less to hold on to than than he had when he started this journey. But still, I thought that the, the challenges like this are not really challenges. I mean, I like the challenges where they have to run or where they have to, you know, show some fitness or at least some effort. And this was just, you know, how long can you ignore the cramp in your hands? But it's not really you're not losing weight by doing this challenge at all. And that's kind of, that's kind of why I tend to skip through these challenge, uh, I, I, challenges. I, I will push back just a little bit. Number one, I think that there is something to be said for endurance. And number two, I, I, I bet you that, I mean, they were probably sweating it out up there. And I would have to say that the physical exertion would burn more calories. But I definitely agree. It's not like doing... Yeah, true. true. <laughs> it's not like doing some of the other things. I felt like I was watching an episode of Wipeout for just a minute versus The Biggest Loser. <laughs> loser. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, there's always there's always a challenge like this in in the season, at least in the American series. It's funny. I just finished watching the third Australian season, so this was aired in um, in 2008, and they've got very different challenges from the American one. It would be interesting in the future if, if they they start up the Australian series to talk about that one as well, because you you will see that despite the fact that it's the Biggest Loser, it's a very different approach, and uh, and I really liked it. Exactly. I, 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 and I think that'll be an excellent thing after this season to go into that uh, to, to some of the other uh, countries coverage of The Biggest Loser. I'd like to discuss those and see what we can learn from those as well. What do you think about Rudy and the way he was treated by Jillian? Do you th- is that oh, definitely I loved necessary? It. I loved it. He was getting toughened up, and it was. I know exactly how the, how the man felt. I mean, he was just. This was last last chance workout which is usually the the last workout before the weigh-in and so they got to give it everything in order to to get the maximum out of that training and Rudy was just tired and he just didn't want to work out it could also be part of the the changed food regime I I I I realized while I saw him struggling with that last workout, it could also be because perhaps they were so afraid to eat that food that they ordered out um, or ordered in, I should say, um, that that um, some of them ha- might ha- might not have eaten the the uh, amount of calories that they should eat. So instead of eating, let let's say, fifteen hundred calories, uh, because they were just afraid of all the food that came in and didn't trust it, they might have gone below that. And what happens then is that you don't have energy to work out, and that's something that I sometimes have when I don't eat enough carbs, for instance, or enough uh, like bread or pasta, and I, I go out for a long run, I, I, I literally run out of energy. And so that might have been the problem with Rudy. Yeah, and, you, you uh, definitely have to have some carbs on hand if you're going to be going to do uh, intense physical activity because your body, I mean, you might have fat, but it takes time to turn that and process that into the fuel that your body needs. Definitely. It's, 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 it's a mistake to think that, oh, well, I've got all this stored energy. Usually for training, you also need fast energy. And, and that is why uh, both Bob and Jillian insist so much on, that, they keep, that they keep eating, that they don't starve themselves. Because if you starve yourself, you don't have energy to burn in the gym. And you need to work in the gym in order to grow muscle and to you know, get this afterburn as well, which is kind of what your body does when it repairs itself after a gru- grueling workout. And, and Rudy was doing 
the toughest form of training, which was not the cardio, but resistance training, which is working with weights. And I know exactly how he felt because I've been doing quite a bit of resistance training for the past few months. I, I've done a lot of running first, which is a great way to lose weight. And then I was like, well, I want to train my upper body as well and get a little bit stronger. And so I was doing all this weightlifting stuff and it, it is so tough and it hurts. It's not fun. And I love running because you're outside and you can listen to podcasts, but the, with the weight training, it's just pain. It's pain and pain and pain. And the temptation is so big to give it up and to just, you know, forget about it. I'll just go running or walking. And so I, I, I just had so much compassion with the guy. <laughs> Yeah, and so we can, running uh, time short here. We want to cover uh, the lessons learned, but before we go on, uh, Coach Mo obviously got hurt in his training. He pushed himself a little bit too far, hurt his back. I was very surprised to see him jump back in. He looked like he was in pretty bad pain. Yes, but uh, you know you can be sure that they have got a good medical staff uh, that uh, that gave gave him the green light. You know that green lighted him uh, yeah. for rest of the training but uh, no it showed it showed character yeah and and i think that's an important thing to pull out of this is if you get into a situation where you experience that kind of pain i think it would be very dangerous for us to watch this and for us to go working out at the gym and experience that kind of pain and then say well you know what if coach mo can do it so can i and get right back oh, that, at it that's a mistake that's a mistake uh, always seek medical advice cuz pain is a warning signal and I'm not talking about just muscle pain because that is just, you know, <laughs> that's part of the fun. But uh, if you've got this severe pain and you know you feel that you can't go on or you've got something in your, your, your leg hurt or you – and you, you just have this intuition that this is not good, don't – don't go on. But, but first, get, it, get yourself checked up. I've, I've made the mistake very often in the past that I went running. And I felt like this pain in my Achilles heel and I continued to run and I had to stop running for, for three months because it had to heal. So you don't gain much. All right. And then uh, the end of the episode, it, it, time to send somebody home. It was either between uh, sending a team of two people home or sending one person home. And I, I, in my mind, I couldn't have seen anybody making a decision other than sending Julio home. Of course, of course. And he did a good job. Let's be honest. He lost 108 pounds in just four weeks. How many of us could do that? I mean, the guy must be really proud. Exactly. There's there's no question about that. And uh, he looked like he was going to continue on. So let's move on into the lessons we learned this week. All right, so Father Roderick, we learned quite a bit about um, dining out, and we mentioned in our last segment that uh, the Mexican restaurant is, or eating out, you you have the bread, and of course we can say, you know, please don't send us the bread. Now, I mentioned that my first eating out experience in this lifestyle change that I've had since May 1st of this year was eating out at a Mexican restaurant. And the very first thing that I did was say, no, thank you, I'll pass on the chips and salsa. So I, I passed that test, or that challenge, if you will. But then the challenge came for the menu and ordering. And I wasn't out with my wife. I was actually at a podcasting conference with a bunch of friends, and they're the ones who chose to eat at this restaurant. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've eaten out since I've been watching my calories, eating healthy foods. What do I do? And my experience in a Mexican restaurant is I've always loved to get just a, um, to get a uh, fajita with, you know, uh, sauteed onions, the, the meat, and then of course, big, huge flour tortilla with cheese on it. Uh, so what do I do? How am I going to eat healthy here? And so I decided to do something I've never done before in my life, and I set the menu aside. And when my waitress came, I said, excuse me, I understand that what I'm about to ask you is not on the menu, but let me explain to you what I'd like, and tell me if you would be able to accommodate this for me. And I said, I would like a grilled breast of chicken with no skin, uh, which is what I knew they had it because they make fajitas. So I would like that. I would like a cup of black beans and some diced onion, and just a little bit of side of cheese. And that's what I had for dinner that evening. And I was able to stay within my calorie limit 
and order something exactly according to the foods that I decided that I would like to, for myself to eat. That is not on the menu. The craziest thing was is because the way she rang it up, she rang them all up as kind of like side items, and my entire bill was four dollars and thirty-two cents. No way, really? Yeah, yes, because it was all side I items. Even at home for that price. <laughs> I know it was amazing. Since then, I've gone to restaurants and ordered, you know, similar, you know, similar styles of uh, create your own meal. It, it has, it's not always that cheap. They don't always ring it up that way. But uh, in this case, it was very inexpensive. But the important thing is, is I ordered food that was not on the menu. And you can. And that is something that we uh, we need to learn in this process. And, and that is don't be afraid to ask and and always realize that you're the one who is paying. So you should be able to determine what ends up on your plate. And if it's not what you ordered, send it back and don't feel guilty about it. I mean, these <laughs> these people... That's what they do. You order something and they have to provide it to you. If they don't, then you just walk away because that's you're entitled to get that type of service. And, and um, it might be a good idea to to share some of our restaurant strategies um, in addition to what you uh, what you already mentioned. Um, one of the things that I tend to do when I'm in a restaurant is to start with soup. And the reason is I like soup. But if soup fills you up for almost no calories, it's incredible. But it's it's almost it's a lot of liquid. You got to make sure, of course, that it's not too salty. But if you take like a vegetable soup or a tomato soup, um, lots of antioxidants in there, and it's it's it 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 tastes good. It's a it's a very you know accepted uh, entree. But it's so much bitter, babe. It's so much better than getting the uh, fried, you know, onion or whatever thing, fried thing that you have to dip in in salsa or whatever. And uh, and I tend to really um, feel feel already pretty much filled up after after soup, and so I don't tend to overeat afterwards. Yeah. So that would be my yeah. first uh, my first tip. Then the second one is uh, if they have uh, a salad bar. And like, for instance, you can just get the unlimited salad stuff. Go for that. It's a lot of fun because you get to fill your plate with lots of, lots of different stuff. But you're in control. You can, ex you can pick yourself the salad and, the, and uh, the vegetables that you want on your plate. And you can skip whatever is unhealthy there. And so you can always stuff yourself with green vegetables. Um, it, it's super healthy. No calories, lots of fiber, and you you will feel full for a long, long time. And the only thing you got you got to keep in mind is you got to be careful with uh, the dressing. Put it at, on the side. Uh, don't take the very creamy, you know, the ranch salad, uh, ranch uh, dressing that is so dangerous. So go for the you know the water based stuff. Or if they don't have that, uh, here's a tip that I um, that I, that I got from Jillian. Um, Put it. Put the dressing in a on the side in a small cup, and dip your fork in the dressing, and then you know take the salad with that fork. You will still have the flavor of the dressing, but you won't have the calories. Absolutely, and of course, and comes, yeah. And, and of course, we've already talked about not touching the bread or the chips or whatever those items are that come before. Uh, what about meats? Um, you look at the different meats. Are there different ways that you can order it? Yes, definitely. Um, in the United States, uh, a lot of the meat is is often pan fried or uh, even worse, deep fried. Of course, you don't want that. You don't want it to have it uh, sautéed uh, either. But ask them to grill it without oil or steam it or poach it. Uh, I, I usually prefer grilled meat because it's got a little bit more flavor. Um, but in Chinese restaurants, for instance, or you know, Eastern restaurants, you can easily you know, ask for steamed, um, uh, steamed meat and even steamed veggies, and it's super healthy. As a lot of the nutrients are uh, are, are kept in that way. Um, uh, but but just ask them to to skip the oil, or you can go for fish. I mean, a lot of people don't like fish, but it, and so it might be a little bit of an acquired taste, but it, it, I definitely try to acquire that taste. I, I wasn't a big fan of fish, but I just forced myself to try it out from time to time. 
And uh, and it is extremely healthy. Not only is it much less calorie dense than, for instance, red meat, but there are also a lot of very healthy fatty oils in fish um, that will, you know, help you to combat cancer and, 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 you know, it will help your brain. And it's just so good for your, for your heart as well. So try out fish if it's there again, but be careful with the deep fried stuff. Absolutely. And of course you can always, uh, drink, you know, water or something else with very low calories to help fill you up during your meal. And I love the last one that you gave is, uh, don't feel obligated to finish your plate. Yes, definitely. And that's something I know that a lot of people struggle with because I get that feedback all the time. It's like, well, my mother always taught me that we should finish our place because there are children in the third world countries that would, you know, the whole family could live from that, what, what you throw away. And so they feel guilty. And so they, and the, the thing that changed my, because I've also been taught that and, and I always felt very, very guilty to send food back to the kitchen. So, and I know that they will throw it away. And so I, I usually try to finish my plate, but then I heard somewhere on a podcast or I can't remember where, uh, someone saying, well, you know, why would you eat it? Because it's it's gonna end up in the sewers anyway. The only pro- whether they throw it away in the kitchen or whether it first passes through you does a lot of damage and then ends up in the sewer. And I was like, yeah, that's right. So, you know, if you feel really guilty, then just ask for a, you know uh, uh, ask them to put it in a bag and take it home. But then again, be careful. Don't wake up in the middle of the night and finish that. You know, those yeah. five pieces of pizza. <laughs> Because that's that's dangerous. You, you're you're exposing yourself to temptation if you do that. And of course, you can always go out with a friend and order one dinner and share between the two of you. So we're gonna post all of these ideas uh, for strategies of eating out and dining out and the things that we've learned in our show notes over at BiggestLoserPodcast.com. We encourage you and invite you to share your strategies with us in the comment section there. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next segment, which is our tip of the week. Okay, Father Roderick, why don't you share uh, share with us your tip of the week this week? I've got a very simple and very short tip. Um, losing weight starts at the supermarket. Um, and it's very simple. If you don't buy it, you can't eat it. So, uh, and, and I'm talking not, of course, about healthy food, but I'm talking about snacks and chips and, and chocolate. And, you know, don't buy it. Because if you if you buy it, even though you might tell yourself, "Well, I'm not going to eat that this afternoon," but you're in you're exposing yourself to temptation, and uh, it's so easy to when you are in a little bit of a you're stressed or you don't feel good or you're unhappy, uh, having that in your cupboard is going to be a very uh, very tough thing to resist. Because a lot of us are self-medicating through food. So don't buy it and, and use your brain in the supermarket and, and a, a great way to, to prevent yourself from buying junk food or, or chocolate or uh, you know stuff that is not good for you is make sure that you always shop after you've eaten and never go to a supermarket with an empty stomach. That is so dangerous. And <laughs> I fell for that so often that I'm, you know, I'm hungry. And I'm going to get groceries and then I end up at home with a bag full of chips and cheese and, you know, stuff that that you shouldn't be eating throughout the week. Hey, I have a tip of the week here. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned several on several occasions that I am still in the mode of trying to lose weight, which, by the way, I weighed in. I've changed my weigh in day to Friday mornings so that my wife and I can weigh in on the same day. And cool. since, since my last weigh in, I have lost another four pounds, which I realize is too much. I, I want to lose between oh. two to three, but that's okay. I only lost one the week before. So I'm at a total of 45 pounds lost since Excellent. May 1st. I'm very <sighs> excited about that. And people ask, how do you do it? And right now, uh, my calorie limit is very low. In fact, I've actually, I'm at 1,400 calories net. Uh, I eat more than 1,400 calories, but um, I burn off. And so whatever my net calorie is, that's what I count. But uh, last week, I went ahead and put this in the show notes. So let's just say if I was, I, I entered in on one of these websites, how, much, how many calories should I eat to lose two to three pounds a week? And it tells me 1,500 calories. 
in each day. How on earth are you supposed to be able to do that? You know, you sit there, you eat lunch, and then all of a sudden you, you figure out what I had for breakfast, and then all of a sudden you figure out what you had for lunch, and then you realize you only have 200 calories for dinner tonight. That's a huge problem, and it is a huge problem. So what I say is find out how many calories you have to, you're allotted to eat each day, and then do something like this. Write down breakfast, morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, evening snack. And this is how I would break up a 1,500-calorie day, provided that I'm not doing any physical activity outside of my normal daily routine. Breakfast, 200 calories. Very easy to do. Morning snack. A, a, a thing of light yogurt is only 80 calories, but morning snack, I'm allowed to have 100 calories. Let's just say if I only have, uh, let's say, 250 calories between those two, I have 50 calories more I can put on lunch, which if, there, if I used all those, lunch, 400 calories. Afternoon snack, 100 calories. Dinner, 600 calories. And then evening snack, 100 calories. So if you add all of those up, it equals 1,500 calories per the day. Now, if I go out and, and burn off 400 calories with my physical activity in the morning, I can add calories to those budgeted items throughout the day or those budgeted meals throughout the day to add, add to any of those. It's very similar, actually, to working with, a, you know, with money. Uh, where you would uh, just make a plan, this is how much money I have this week and this is what I'm going to spend it on. And with calories, exactly the same. That's exactly right. And of course, I encourage everybody out there to find out what your BMR is, find out what's recommended uh, as a minimum number of calories for you to consume. And, and uh, you hear me say, you know, this is the second time since we've been recording I've lost four pounds in one week. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm really trying to stay within two to three. It's just this past week, I've really intensified my workouts. I mean, I, I've actually been doing quite a bit of fast jogging this Good, week. but you're, you, that's the cool thing. You're getting fitter and fitter. So your capacity to burn calories will grow and grow and grow. And at one point, it will actually tip the balance and you'll have to eat a little bit more in order to sustain that level of fitness. But uh, hey, you're, on, you're really on track there. I, I applaud it. All right, we're going to move on into our favorite segment of the week. And of course, that's our listener feedback. All right, Father Roderick, we're going to go through these as quickly as possible so that we can uh, really uh, show people that we value their time and their energy in listening to this podcast. And we're going to start things off with our good friend, Greg, who, called, or who actually was in the chat room during our first show. And this is what he had to say. Hello, this is Greg Cruz calling from Ogden, Utah. I just wanted to give you a call and let you know I, last week I was on the live show and I mentioned uh, that I was going to stick to an exercise program. Uh, I actually have done that. I've exercised every day. I've uh, actually been following, uh, counting my calories on my iPod app. All of that happened because I listened to the podcast last week live, so I'm looking forward to losing some weight and getting healthier just because I happened to buy the gspn.tv slash live heard Cliff and uh, Father Roderick chatting and recording their show. Thanks. Love your show. Have a great day. All right, Greg, thank you so much. I'm very happy for that. I mean, the, the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast is already inspiring people to make lifestyle changes. All right, the next uh, bit of feedback that we have here, this comes from Fred from Long Island. Fred, take it away. Hello, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is Fred from Long Island, New York. I uh, am about the same height as both of you from what I've determined. And as of last December, I was close to 200 pounds. And I got from Cliff this idea of calorie counting, which I had never really done before. I sort of tried to follow the Weight Watchers thing. It didn't really work out. I always felt hungry. I, I never felt like I was accomplishing anything, which that was my personal experience. I understand Weight Watchers has been a long-time successful program. So then I tried this calorie counting thing. And again, listening to podcasts that were recommended by Cliff and Father Roderick, such as the Fitness Rocks podcast, once I understood that uh, losing weight is a math equation, that was the best uh, thing for me. And now I'm glad to say I'm just within a couple pounds of my weight loss goal, uh, which I think is the same as Cliff. So thank you both 
for the inspiration that you continue to provide. All right. Well, thank you, Fred, and uh, very glad to hear from you. Very cool. We're going to move on uh, to Sarah, who also wanted to share her goal with us, and here's what she had to say. Hi, this is Sarah Reinhardt from Central Ohio, and I just started listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. And I wanted to call to say thank you and also to share my goal, um, humble though it is, with you guys. Um, I have no intention of watching the show, so that's why... When I had first heard about the show and the two of you guys doing it, um, big fans of both of you, but I have no interest in the show. Um, but hearing Father Roderick rave about the show and talking about what your show was all about, I got excited and I thought, well, I'll try listening to one episode and I'm hooked already. And maybe you guys are going to talk me into watching the show. I just I don't have much time to watch TV. But my goal is um, I've been struggling with the exercise thing. I don't need to lose weight. Um, Fortunately, it's not been a struggle I have is losing weight, but I do need to get healthy um, and get in shape. My my first goal in starting small, and I've I've set goals before, and um, my goal is to come up with two days a week where I am active. And once I do that, I'm going to try to keep that for like four weeks, and then I'll I'll move on to another step. So. Um, and I might have to start DVRing the uh, the Biggest Loser because it. it you guys are making it sound appealing, making it sound like something maybe I will be interested in. To be honest, I was turned off by the title, um, and I thought the purpose of it was a lot different than what it was. But congratulations to you both for, for your goals and for what you've been doing, and thank you for the show. So God bless. Bye-bye. That's great. Absolutely. I love what she said because it, she proves the point of what you and I originally desired for the show would be a show that would obviously appeal to the mass audience of people who are already watching the shows and are fans of Biggest Loser. But also, could we bring in listeners who are interested in living a more balanced and healthy lifestyle who have no interest in the show? And she proves that we've done it. We'll move right on to uh, Dave, and Dave's from Ohio, and this is what he had to say. Hey, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is Dave from Ohio. That's Darth Pickle on Twitter. Um, Been following Cliff and is pursuing a balanced life uh, on Twitter for quite a while now. And uh, recently, this Saturday, I got inspired to uh, start walking again. And uh, I walked about nine months ago or so uh, in January for a couple of months and was able to lose around 35, 40 pounds. I've unfortunately gained it all back, um, but it's just a minor setback. I mean, I believe the right frame of mind now and I got a, um, a support site uh, and sending out uh, Twitter and Facebook updates uh, holds me accountable to those that matter to me. So just want to let you guys know, uh, keep up the great work, um, listening to this new podcast and uh, uh, since Saturday, I've gotten a total of about five miles and walked already. So I'm um, trying to move uh, around 4,500 steps a day. And I try not to count work because it's so sporadic. And actually, that, that brings up a question. Um, does, it, does it matter, like when you're wearing a pedometer, if you get in all 4,500 steps in a day, do you actually have to do it all at Hello. once? I mean, I'm sure it's preferred. But if you can get in 4,500 steps throughout the day, but then don't do it all as quote-unquote intentional activity in the evening. Uh, is it all the same? Uh, but keep up the good work. Appreciate what you're doing. Have a great one. Thanks. Well, Dave, thank you for your call. And uh, he pre- presented a question to us. Father Roderick, what would you have to say about that? Well, I would say every step that you take burns calories. And so it doesn't really matter when you burn those calories. Um, th- there is a difference if you do like intentional physical activity, what what happens is not just that you you are moving your feet, but if you move fast enough, you also get your heart beat up, mm-hmm. and so uh, that will actually help burn more calories if you do that. But uh, now I'd say you know as long as you take a lot of steps, that's all good, and uh, and and that might be a way to lose weight also or to. Do exercise if you don't have an hour each morning or each evening to work out. You can just partition it and do a little bit in the morning, do a little bit before or after lunch, and do a little bit in the evening, and you'll still burn the same amount of calories. That's just, that's exactly what I would say. Is is you know, and there are times when my schedule gets a little bit out of control, and I'll have maybe thirty minutes between two different consulting calls that I do, and that gives me you know twenty minutes to go for a very fast walk slash jog 
I can come back, get kind of straightened up a little bit before I go into my next consulting call, which is all done by phone and here in my home. So uh, that allows me to do that. But I, I just got 20 minutes in and I can literally burn about 110, 150 calories in 20 minutes, depending on how intense I make it. And, oh, yeah. and so and, and you can do that two or three different times a day and you're you're well off onto a great start for physical activity. Just make sure that you put a little bit as as soon as you can, because the later it gets, at least that's my experience, the later it is during the day, uh, the less likely you are to have the willpower to put yourself to work. At least I, I have a hard time when it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I didn't run this morning, but oh, well, I'll do it the next morning, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, and I totally agree. You know, get something done early in the morning. And I find that those mornings when if I do sneak in 15 minutes, well, I figure I've already got a good start on the day. Why mess it up? Let's go ahead and, uh, you know, get some more in this afternoon or this evening and, and uh, just make sure you're doing something. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to put Maggie's feedback to next week. And also, I just realized before we started the show here that Inga called in. And so, Inga and Maggie, I do want to let you know you'll be in next week's feedback. And of course, if anybody else wants to provide feedback, they can do that by calling our listener voicemail hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week at area code 859-795-4067. You can also send us an audio file attached to an email at feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com. Well, I'll tell you what, Father Roderick, it's about time to wrap up the show. What an excellent uh, episode of The Biggest Loser. I, I, like I said, it, it didn't grab me as much as previous episodes uh, as far as the drama or the, the you know, compelling story. But, uh, and and I, I think I've already got a little bit of a grasp on the eating out and the dining out. But I do know that those who are just getting into this and they're still really struggling with that, how do I eat out? This was a great episode for them, and I'm very thankful for the for the lessons learned. I encourage everybody to go to the, the website and uh, check out all the different things that we've talked about. They'll be in the show notes at BiggestLoserPodcast.com. And, of course, we want to tell you, please go and share this with a friend. Definitely. We need you to spread the word about this podcast. And we're... Um uh, we're actually making good progress. Uh, I monitor the downloads for each show, and uh, and this week, we finally uh, crossed over the threshold of uh, one thousand listeners. So we've got now about eleven thousand, eleven hundred, eleven thousand. I wish eleven hundred <laughs> listeners. But uh, I think it's because it's a very new show, and the audience that is that is looking around for you know the shows on iTunes, etc., might not might not easily find the podcast. So we need your help. You know, if you can leave a review on iTunes, give it a rating. It helps to bump up the uh, the show in uh, in the top whatever it is. And and the higher it is, of course, the more people will discover it. And we want to share uh, this this whole journey of getting healthy and living a balanced life with as many people as possible because this is important. This is what our current Western countries suffer from most, and we want to help. And you can help us help. That's absolutely correct. And of course, if you want, you can connect uh, with us online. You can see a list of the podcasts that I produce over at gspn.tv. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash gspn or connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Father Roderick, how can they find you? Well, almost the same. Instead of uh, typing uh, GSPN or Cliff Ravenscraft, just type Father Roderick. But I'm also on the Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. And you can find my shows uh, at sqpn.com. Yes. And again, please don't forget to leave us a review by going to iTunes. And it's real simple. If you just go to biggestloserpodcast.com slash iTunes, it will pull it right up for you. And until next time, everybody, be a loser. Be a loser. 